with us today as we continue in this series. Uh, a new attitude. I know some people are traveling holiday weekend as we remember, honor the legacy of Dr. King. So if you're uh, traveling, uh, glad you're joining us online today as well. Just a brief comment. Yesterday, some of us gathered together to pray. Uh, we're doing that uh, the next two Saturdays in addition to yesterday. Just a, a sweet time of prayer. And don't forget there are prayer cards in the pocket in front of you. If you have a need, if there's somebody you're praying for, we'd love to pray for them. That's what all of these cards are up here. You can bring them to the front at the end of our service or after the service if you prefer. And uh, we will be sure to pray for those over these uh, next couple of weeks. We're encouraging you to prioritize prayer over these uh, next three weeks as well. Just as we head into this new year, we want to do so mindful of what God wants to accomplish in us, mindful of what God wants to do in us. So this series, uh, A New Attitude, if you're new with us, we're, we're talking about our thinking and kind of setting our mind in a, in, a, in a healthy place as we move into this new year. And I told you last week, if you were here, if you, you watched online, I told you last week that I, I, think, I think good is coming in 2024. Like I have an expectant hopeful spirit about 2024 maybe even a little more so than the past couple of years and and I, I, there's like not a reason for that other than it's just there I, I have this sense that good is coming in 2024 hopeful things exciting things are coming in 2024 and I shared all of that with you on Sunday on Tuesday uh, storms blew in literally storms blew in and the, the room where I work in the front of the building looked like this Tuesday afternoon like that yeah that was 2024 getting started right <laughs> right, right there don't worry we cleaned it up because it's all cleaned up it's better now carpet cleaners coming in to finish the job um, this week okay look I don't think only good is going to happen in 24 <laughs> let me be more specific there's lots of good. There's God's going to work. I think God has good things for us in 2024. It's not going to be 100%. If something not so great happened in your life this week, like it kind of happened in my life, that's okay. All right, we're not going to bat 1,000. Not everything that happens to us in 2024 is going to be good. That doesn't mean that there's not going to be good. As a matter of fact, it is, it is the not good time. Like it is those challenges, those struggles, those, those floods. Uh, like we, we sang about it, right? Floods came, wind blew, floods came. My heart was still on you, God. It, it's, it's during those, those times of, of, of tension, of questions, uh, of disappointments maybe, uh, of frustrations that we get to test whether our mind is going to be set on the right things or not like those really are the key moments where you and I have to choose the lane we're going to be in right mentally throughout this next year and every year you and I have to choose what lane we're going to set our mind in are, are we going to set our mind towards good and hope and life and peace or are we going to set our mind towards negative and unhealthy you get to choose. You get to set your mind. You don't get to choose everything that happens to you this year. I don't get to choose everything that happens to me this year. But in that moment of struggle, it's like a fork in the road. Like you come mentally, we come to this choice of, 
I'm going to trust in God. I'm going to get worried. I'm going to move toward what's healthy and good and strong and right. Or I'm not. I mean, let's be honest. In the good times, when there are no struggles and no disappointments, it takes a lot less effort to put our mind on things that are good, doesn't it? Some of us are really, we are professionals at thinking good, hopeful thoughts when everything in our life is good and hopeful. It takes less effort. I didn't say no effort because I I know that some of you are fully committed to think the worst in any and all situations. Like, I get that. Even the good times, the good times, the radar kind of goes off for some of you, doesn't it? Like, oh, things are too good. Something terrible is going to happen. All right, I didn't say no effort. I said less effort. It takes less effort for us in the really good, positive times to think healthy spiritually affirming hopeful God type thoughts it is in the times of struggle that we got to make this choice we got to pick a lane we got to take the fork in the road to what's good and healthy or, or maybe what's not so good and healthy before, before we talk about how to do that why we need to do that I want to give you a practice that I think can be helpful as you go through 2024. Here's a practice about our thinking. Make it a practice to think about what you're thinking about. Make it a practice. Think about what you're thinking about. Observe, almost objectively. Observe how your mind tends to work, especially when things don't work out. Where do your thoughts tend to go? What, what What do you... Repeat again and again and again in your, in your thinking. Become an expert on the way you think. When you wake up in the morning, like what tends to be on your mind? As you're driving to work or driving wherever you're going to be driving, where does your mind drift to in those moments when things are going well? What's happening in, in your mind? When, when things are a struggle, what's happening in your mind? When, when something positive happens, when something negative happens, become the foremost expert on the way you're thinking. Now, if you'll do that, and if you'll be honest, you'll begin to detect where your mind tends to drift. And, and, and for some of you, maybe that's really healthy places. Maybe it's faith, maybe it's hope, maybe it's trust, maybe it's good, maybe it's positive, wonderful. We develop much larger conversation. We develop ruts, we develop patterns in our way of thinking, even in our brain, and, and our mind just drifts towards those ruts, like, like water, like it finds that path And our thinking is the same way. For some of us, you have very helpful ways of thinking and processing life. And and maybe that's not by accident. Maybe you've had to work at that. But but spiritually healthy, emotionally healthy, relationally, healthy thought patterns that your mind just drifts back into. But for some of us, it's not so healthy. If we observe our thinking, we'll realize, no, mind tend to go in a different direction, in in a negative, in an unhelpful direction. Think about what you're thinking about. Nobody else can do that but you. You're the only one that can assess that for you. You can't do it for anybody else. Ever tried to read somebody's mind? 
You probably got it wrong. Like it doesn't work when you try to figure out what someone else is thinking. And even if you ask somebody what they're thinking, you don't always get the full story. Right? We, people don't always tell you everything. You know, we talk about that last 10% or the last 5%. People don't always tell you everything that's going on. And sometimes when they tell you, you don't believe them. I think I've told you before, ladies, when you ask your husband what he's thinking about and he says nothing, believe him. <laughs> believe him. We can do that. We can do that. You can't do that. You have way too much responsibility in life. There's too much that you're in charge of. There is often nothing going on up there for us. Like nothing. But when we tell you, you don't believe us. What are you thinking about? Nothing. No, really, what are you thinking about? And then we have to come up with something to answer your question that we weren't thinking about. Like, so even asking people, what are you thinking, doesn't give you the whole story. Sometimes it gives you the wrong story. The only person that you can be an expert on when it comes to thinking is you. This is what happens in my mind. This is what I tend to think about. This is where my brain tends to go. These are the patterns. These are the defaults. These are the ruts. And maybe even, if, if this is a challenge for you, if you recognize it as a challenge, get a journal, get a notepad, get the notes section in your phone, and just throughout the day, one word, couple of words, this is what my mind's drifting to. This is what my mind's drifting to. This is what my mind's drifting to. Just so you think about what you're thinking about. So you know throughout the day, this is where my brain tends to go. Now, I got some good news for you. God will help you know your thoughts if you ask him. Like this, this is a good thing about, about God and his work in our life. You, you don't have to do this by yourself. Nobody else can see into your mind, but God can. God will help you know your thoughts. He'll reveal, hey, this is what's going on. David said it this way in Psalm 139. You, he's talking to God, this is a prayer. You have searched me, Lord, and you know me. You know when I sit and when I rise. You perceive my thoughts. You perceive my thoughts from afar. God, you know everything about me, even what I'm thinking. And, and, and those thoughts that I deny or I don't want to believe are true, God, you know them. And if I'll, if I'll ask you, you'll help reveal those thoughts to me. God knows your thoughts. And God will help you know and better understand your thoughts. Now, last week, we started this by saying, our thoughts are always moving in one of two directions, according to Paul in Romans 8. They're either moving towards life and peace, or they're moving towards death. And I know death is a strong word, but destructive, negative, unhealthy, unhelpful thoughts. Your thoughts are always moving you towards life and peace, or destructive neg negative thoughts. Here's the verses that we started with. Romans 8 verses 5 and 6. Those who live according to the flesh. In other words their minds aren't aligning with the way God wants you to think. They have their minds set on what the flesh desires. But those who live in accordance with the spirit. Have their minds set on what the spirit desires. The mind governed by the flesh is death. But the mind governed by the spirit is life and peace. 
Your thoughts are moving in one or two directions. And there's all sort of uh, uh, subcategories under those two. What is a life and peace thought versus what is a death or destructive or unhealthy or negative thought. What I want to do today is I just want to take a subcategory under each of those. Right? These would align with life and peace or death, and it's these uh, subcategories. Our, our, our mind moves towards faith and hope, which obviously would be life and peace. That would be a positive train of thought. Faith and hope, or we may have a tendency for our mind to move towards fear and anxiety. Faith and hope, which is life and peace, which is the goodness of God, Fear and anxiety, which is the opposite of that. When, when you and I face challenges this year, our mind's going to move towards, I trust in God, I have faith, I have hope, even though I don't understand all the circumstances, but my hope is still in God, or our mind's going to have a tendency to move towards worry, fear, anxiety. Here, here's what the proverb writer says, trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding give your trust completely over to God completely with all your heart and notice the proverb writer doesn't define the circumstances it's not trust in the Lord in these circumstances no it's trust in the Lord with all your heart in any circumstance good bad indifferent middle ground Leaning good, leaning bad, whatever the circumstance is, whatever the situation is, my response is with my whole being, the proverb writer says, I'm going to have confidence in God. I, I won't know all of the answers to all of my questions, but I'm going to have confidence in God. I'm going to trust in God and not let fear and anxiety run away with my thinking that that doesn't mean that you don't think for yourself that you don't act rationally or or that you don't use the wisdom or the brain that God has given you certainly all of that is true but the way I respond to difficulties and and uncomfortable circumstances is but I trust God with this realizing our perspective is limited we can trust God because he sees from a perspective that you and I don't see. He sees the full story, beginning, middle, and end. And if you and I saw from God's perspective what God sees, we would not be worried and anxious. We just don't see from his perspective. Therefore, we have to trust what he is seeing, trust what he is doing until the answers become more clear to us avoiding the anxious repetitive worry and fear that doesn't accomplish anything this is what I have to remind myself often is that that, that worrying and anxious thoughts over and over again aren't producing anything Jesus says this in Matthew in the Sermon on the Mount uh, he says, like, who of you by worrying, like, if you just worry, sat around and worried all the time, would that add even a single hour to your life? And that was Jesus' way of saying, it wouldn't, it wouldn't add anything. It wouldn't produce anything. It wouldn't do anything. You can worry and worry and worry, and worrying accomplishes nothing. Now, the deceptive nature of worry and anxiety is worry makes us feel like we're doing something. 
especially the worriers among us, like the really, really prone towards anxious thoughts, it feels like I'm doing something because I'm thinking about it all the time. And Jesus says, you're not doing anything. Worrying about something is not the same as doing something about that thing. But worry so deceptive makes us think, well, this is accomplishing something. Rethinking, rehashing is not accomplishing anything. This is where the, the fork in the road, the driving down the road analogy breaks down a little bit. Because when we worry, we're actually not moving forward. We're spiraling, we're spinning, we're rehashing, turning it over again and again, but we're stuck. Worry and anxiety is being stuck. It is faith that propels us to move forward. It is when I trust the future to God, I trust this circumstance to God, I trust these relationships to God, that I can keep moving forward knowing that, look, God's already working on this. God already sees this. He's already at work. And so my faith is going to keep me moving forward until I intersect with whatever God's doing here. Worry and anxiety causes me to sit still, to, to be stuck, to just turn it over again and again in my mind. Faith is what says, I don't understand it yet. I don't see the answer yet, but I'm going to keep moving forward and God's going to show me. God's going to meet me at some point in the future, but I'm not going to stay here stuck in my worry and in, in my anxiety. Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. You will not be able to figure everything out that happens this year, at least not in real time. Not in real time. Not it happens, oh, I know what that is. No, there are going to be some things that happen this year that you and I are not going to be able to understand fully, comprehend fully. I can't lean on my ability to make sense of everything that happens this year. I've got to trust that God sees it and knows it and is at work even in this because this is what will happen. We set our mind there. Our thoughts will be focused on our one God instead of divided by our many worries. This is what happens to us when we worry. Our thoughts get divided over all of these different places. Rather than continuing to bring our mind back to, yes, but I trust in God. Yes, but God is in control. It's not that I don't think about these other things. It, it, it's not that there's not something for me to do in resolving these other things. But ultimately, my heart, my trust is in this one place. It is the God who is ruling over everything. There's a story about uh, Mary and Martha. Some of you know the story. If you don't know the story, uh, Mary and Martha are sisters. Jesus is visiting their home, and he's teaching friends in this home, and Mary is sitting there listening to all of his teaching. Uh, just kind of caught up in the moment. Jesus is here. He's telling us valuable things. And Martha is, is being the host. And so she's moving about the house. She's making sure everything's cleaned up. She's making sure everybody has food. All the drinks are refilled. The dishes are getting washed. The trash is getting taken out. Martha is running around taking care of all the things that need to be taken care of. And Luke describes her like this. But Martha was distracted by all the preparations that had to be made. Martha was distracted by all the things. 
other than that, we're distracted. Original language, it, it literally means to be pulled in different directions, which is what worry does, doesn't it? It pulls my mind over here. It pulls my mind over here and pulls my mind over here. When you and I have a tendency toward worried, anxious thoughts, we always feel like we're being divided up, don't we? Rather than that one clear, God, I trust in you. Jesus says to to Martha, 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 you are worried and upset about Many things. All these things are pulling your attention away. You're worried and upset about many things, but few things are needed, or indeed only one. There's one place you need to set your thinking. Mary has chosen what is better, and it will not be taken away from her. All of the other things were not bad things in their right place. They probably needed to be addressed, probably needed to be done. It was just this this idea of Let's do this first. Priority is my mind trust God. Not all of these things pulling me in different directions, sucking the energy out of me. If I can set my mind on God, my trust and hope and faith in Him, He'll help me deal with the many things. He'll probably help me realize that some of the many things aren't necessary But the ones that are necessary, he'll give me the wisdom. He'll give me the strength to know how to address those things. You you and I live in this reality. In 2024, there are going to be a lot of things that want to pull your attention away from the one truth that is God. Now, here is a danger with an anxious mind. Danger of a worried tendency. And the danger is this. Every issue is a big issue to an anxious mind. This is, this is Martha's problem. Every taking out the trash is just as big as listening to the words of Jesus. Cleaning up the dishes, it's all equal. An anxious mind sees everything as urgent. Everything is top priority. Everything has to be done now. Everything has to be done today. One of the great dangers of the anxious mind is there's no way to prioritize. There's no reality that says this is not as important as this other thing. This is why setting our minds, our hearts on God then gives us perspective to know this is how I should spend my energy This is what I should give myself to. The the wisdom to know this is not as big of an issue as I'm making it out to be. This can actually wait. This is unnecessary. Or the wisdom to know this isn't my responsibility. I have taken responsibility for what somebody else is responsible for. This is not mine to do right now. This is theirs, and I'm trying to control what they're doing. The the danger of an anxious mind is everything is urgent. Everything is now. There is no sense of perspective or priority. But, But we have a God who walks with us through difficult times. This is the prophet Isaiah. 
Isaiah 41.10, he's speaking the words of God to the people of God. And he says, so do not fear, for I am with you. This is God speaking to them. So do not fear, for I am with you. Do not be dismayed, for I am your God. I will strengthen you and help you. I will uphold you with my righteous right hand. Do not fear, not because there aren't fearful things. The whole reason God has to tell us not to fear is we live in a world where there are fearful things. The reason Jesus often says don't worry is because there are circumstances in the world that we will be tempted to worry about. Anxious things. You look across the landscape of the world. You you look at all that's coming in 2024. There will be anxious circumstances in 2024. It's not that they're going to disappear. But God tells us not to fear, not because our circumstances aren't big, but because he is with us. He is with you. He is comforting you. He is giving you wisdom. He is directing your path. And he's bigger than whatever you're going to face, whatever I'm going to face in 2024. So if we could could set our trust, our hope, our faith on him, then we can face whatever is ahead. Here's what I think. Our year, this 2024, our year will ultimately be determined based on whether we give God or our circumstances more of our attention. Like your year ultimately is going to be determined by whether I'm trusting in God, I'm setting my attention on God, or I'm setting my attention on anxious, worried circumstances that come into my life and my looking towards faith and hope and belief or am I allowing the repetitive anxious thoughts let's have a moment of honesty we don't all struggle with worry and anxious thoughts to the same degree like we weren't all given the same levels of worry and anxiety when we were born. We just weren't. Let's acknowledge that. Let's be honest about that. Uh, there are some of you, and you sit through these messages on this topic, and you say, this is just really not me. I just, I, I try to worry sometimes, and I can't make myself. Like, I just, I am not a worried person you for whatever mind for whatever reason your mind just doesn't go in that direction that's wonderful and there are others of you who listen to these message and and worry can become almost debilitating for you sometimes and everything in between everything in between all of our minds aren't in the same place when it comes to to fear and worry. And there's many reasons for that maybe it's experiences Maybe it's just your life experiences have landed you in a certain place when it comes to your thoughts. Uh, maybe it's your upbringing. I mean, certainly if you had a parent and their response to every small thing was to get anxious, then without even choosing, you may have adopted that approach because that's what you saw over and over again, which, by the way, parents, one of, one of, the, one of the greatest gifts you can give to your kids is to model a faithful trust in God when life gets hard for your family. One of the greatest things you can give to your kids is that they see mom and dad not denying that they have difficulties, not denying that there's a problem, but affirming again and again, you know, we trust in the Lord even in this. 
And that's one of the greatest gifts you can pass on to your kids is this confidence in God. Look, when it comes to parenting, this is not a parenting message. When it comes to parenting, I don't think there are any 100% guarantees. Like having kids solved to that for me, like, oh yeah, there's not like a 100% guarantee when, when you have kids. I, I get that, but man, the, the, the best chance your kid has of fully trusting in God in hard times is if they see you fully trusting in God in hard times. Maybe that's you. Maybe you grew up with a parent and and it was always anxious and everything was always big and everything was always urgent and you were just handed that. Maybe it's biological. Maybe it's chemical. There's a lot of things that go into why some of us are really anxious and some of us maybe aren't as much. And certainly there's a point at which counseling, a therapist, a, a trained, qualified person that can, can walk us through some of that. There's a point at which that can become very, very helpful. But just in the day-to-day, just in the day-to-day of facing hard circumstances, wind and rain, and storm and disappointments in 2024, we got to choose which lane we're going to set our mind on. Uh, When I'm driving and I realize I'm on the wrong road and I'm going the wrong direction, which happens more than I'd like, and I realize I, I'm going the wrong direction. I'm on the, all, the, the wrong road. You know what the best exit to take is? The next one. Whichever one's coming up. Uh, we have two of our daughters live in different states, and so we're picking them up from the airport more now and taking them to the airport. We're going to the airport to you know, go different places to, to visit with our daughters that live out of state. Uh, something about coming out, not going in. I can get in. Like, I can get in. There's something about coming out of Hartsville, Jackson. Bless you. God sees that. <laughs> something about coming out. Like, and, and I'll get it like five times in a row. I think, I got this now. I got this. Six times. I'm looking at my GPS. And I can't figure out which of the 89 lanes that are coming up I'm supposed to be in to get back on 285. And I realize I'm going the wrong way. Wrong way. And the best place to turn around, whichever exit's coming up. It doesn't matter what the name of it is, the number is. As long as I can turn around and get back and go in the other direction, the next one, I need to get off. In our thinking, there'll be times for me, I I don't know if you're this way, there'll be times for me, I realize, man, I've been stuck in this worry for an hour, five hours, five days, five weeks, five months. I've been stuck on this thing over, I've been in this lane. I've been in anxiety lane, doing 90 and a 35 on the anxiety. I've been in this lane for too long. You know what the best time to get off that lane is? Right now. Next exit. Okay, I'm not saying it's simple. I, I, I'm not trying to make this simplistic. But in 2024, when you and I notice I'm, I'm getting anxious, I'm getting worried, I... I 
I'm spiraling. I'm spinning. The time to turn to faith is right then. Right then. God, I don't have any more answers than I did yesterday. But my mind is going to trust you. My mind is going to be set on you. And I'm going to bring it back every day if I have to. I'm going to move it every day if I have to. Because I want to trust you. I want to believe you. And God shows up. And God responds to you the way you respond to your kids. Yeah, I'm there. I'm, I've been here the whole time. God strengthens our, our thinking. He, the Bible says, renews our mind. Renews our mind. Changes the way we see things. He builds up our faith. Even when we don't have all the answers. So choose. Choose to set your mind on the eternal, powerful, great God who loves you and will walk with you through whatever happens in this year. God, we're grateful that you are with us. We are grateful that you are beside us and in us and empowering us. Our minds sometimes work against us, God, attacking us, accusing us, causing us to be worried and anxious. But you're bigger than our thoughts. You're bigger than those repetitive, spiraling thoughts that keep coming back. And in 2024, we want to choose trust. We want to choose faith. Not denying reality, not, not that sort of thing, but confident that you are at work in ways we can't even see and you can be trusted. We love you and we are so grateful to be loved by you. In Jesus' name, amen.